Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the podcast where we keep it real to real. Before we go too farther on this, it was kind of interesting this month to go from young, impressionable school kids to old. What? That wasn't intention, but just to go from that to old people, like what we did oh, the last okay. two months. I thought you were talking about going out of chronic logical No, order. no, no. But like you're going from there all of a sudden celebrating people who are very clearly towards the end of their life and, you know, towards the other thing. But it's... This month I really wanted to explore the relationship of Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. And, you know, some people might be a little bit out of date with this, but... Hell, these two are damn funny. Did they do all their movies together? Not a, not a ton of them, but their best movies, you know, out of everybody in the cast, everybody in, you know, like all of them, they're the entire, they did over 300 films, everybody. So, uh, but Shit. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, I think, did around 10 of them. You uh. know, so, you know, some of their movies are, you know, they, you can't find them anymore. Mm. You know, because some of them were really weird B movies from the 50s. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking about others like Odd Couple in a few weeks, um, which is probably going to be with you and I. It's probably going to be a lot of chatter there. You know, whether because that move, those, just the general thing, that story is so damn funny. I, I, feel, that one here. I feel like my impression of that one would probably be affected maybe by comparing it to the show, because I've seen the show, but not the movie. Yeah. I mean the TV show, not yeah, the stage show. Several TV. I've seen the. I've seen that and um, seen almost every version of it. I just love the damn. I love the damn story. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, we got a blizzard going on, so it's yeah. just us two. Yeah, just the two of us. It might jo- sound yeah, different. Yeah, Jocelyn and Dan weren't able to uh, join us on this one, but we'll. I think down. I have a cold, so I'll probably sound weird too. Yeah, no worries about that, but. I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. Uh, so, Grumpy Old Men, 1993 movie, um, film written by Mark Stephen Johnson, starring Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, and Margaret Burgess Meredith in his final role. Ozzy Davis, Buck Henry, Daryl Hannon, Kevin Pollack. Um, this one, I remember this being damn funny. Mm. You know, and there are stuff that's really funny, especially the way Walter Matthau says putts. <laughs> you know, which is such an older term, you know? Yeah. You know, an older term, older thought, everything is just funny in general. But I remember watching this with my grandparents and laughing the whole way through. I think maybe more or less because they were laughing. <laughs> you know, or, So you had a live, a live uh, laugh track. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much. What were your thoughts on this one? It was fine. I mean, uh, at first I'm like, oh look, it's the manic pixie dream, uh, middle aged lady. Yeah. But and Margaret, yeah. <laughs> but then after a while, it seems less about uh, her being wacky and more, you know, the friendship of these two guys who both love her. And the. Friendship is in really high quotes there. Frenemies. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the uh, like, I, I looked up some of the ages in general here. I'm just trying to find it again, but the um, you know, 
Burgess Meredith, I mean, was, was 93 at this time. And, I mean, he had yeah. to, like, his Alzheimer's was really, really getting him oh. quite a bit. And he had to be coached a lot through his roles, which I think is why his character is so one-note. Yeah, his, the basic running joke is old guy jokes about sex. He, yeah. He's a pervert, which you might not expect from a 90-something-year-old. I thought that was really funny, though, but considering, like, you know, the Golden Girls-esque era, mm-hmm. you know, that you could kind of fit right along with it, but it's just where it's there. It's like, uh, how many lewd things can you say before it gets kind of repetitive? Yeah. Well, at least you didn't say anything in front of kids. Uh, Although, I gotta admit, the blue, the uh, the ad-lib slash blooper reel at the end is damn funny with them. Mm-hmm. You know, just to say more of it, Joss and Dan, I know you you guys are listening to this. Go look that up. It's damn funny. It's damn funny. So, I mean, grumpy old men. You know, this... It's uh, it's about grumpy old men. And it's a yeah. love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the... the uh, Jack, Le- Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, I mean, they were... Uh, though their characters class co- clashed constantly... They were best friends, you know, through most of their life. Yeah, they were really best friends, and they really tried to do as much as they possibly can. Um, you know, where it's 1993, these two are really genuinely at the end of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jack Lemon dying in 2001 and Walter Matthau dying in 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Matthau dying at 79, and Jack Lemon was close to 80. Mm-hmm. Um, and the films in general that we know of, that they're all together, um, The Odd Couple 1 and 2, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men, a movie in 1966 called The Fortune Cookie, um, The Front Page, Buddy Buddy, JFK, uh, Grass Harp, Out to Sea, and yeah, that was it. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies they did all together. At least that we know of, but some of them again you can't find them. There were definitely more of these, but um hell Grumpy Old Men, I mean, has a lot more people to it. Um but uh let's see in this one as they were making it, Jack Lemon was uh was in his late sixties, Walter Matha was just turning seventy. And Margaret was in her 50s, and Burgess Meredith was 94. Okay, because I was wondering how the hell old her character was supposed to be, because her hair was bright red, not sure if die or not, yeah. and I'm just like, well, she's kind of young for them, but I guess not as much as they thought. Well, so, I thought about that the same way, too, but then when he, her, um, her husband died... And I'm like, okay, mid-50s, maybe 60s, so to speak. It depended on the lighting. True. True. How I mean, young or old she looked. And I'm thinking, hell, wasn't that a Seinfeld episode plot? Yeah, but the Seinfeld episode was, um, oh my god, she looked super ugly and horrible in certain lightings. And right. other lightings look, I'm not saying she looked horrible, yeah. it's just, you could see more, like, aging lines and stuff around the mouth. Very true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, it was also, this one has, uh, Ossie Davis, who plays, um, plays the store owner, Chuck. Uh, he's supposed to be 94 years old, and he's done quite a bit of good stuff. 
uh, was actually one of my favorite people um, on the you know show that we don't really talk about too much, but it was on the Cosby Show. Um, and this movie itself, I mean, genuinely funny, but I look at it, I'm like, okay, how could two people not get along but be so entwined in people's lives? You know, in their lives in general? Uh, rivals? Yeah, they're, they're like, okay. All I could think of is South Park or, with Cartman, like, frenemies. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Chef saying, well, Cartman's your friend whether you like him or not. (laughs) (laughs) They're always, aren't they neighbors? They're neighbors. Yeah. And they've been, like, kind of rivals since. Since they were kids. Yeah. Yeah, since they were really little kids. It's 19, I would say, since 1938. Well, when they're fishing, the the old photo of them as kids fishing together. Yeah. They seem to be getting along in there. Yeah, at least it's that point. So, we'll get into the movie here. I mean, this was a $35 million movie released on Christmas Day, made $80 million. And I remember this from getting this from a video store. Uh, this is the first time I saw it. Yeah, I I think it's been a couple of times. I, I remember it, and yet I'm blending the second movie in my brain. Uh-huh. A lot here because, like, the couple of pranks get enhanced a little bit more in the second movie. <laughs> um, and particularly the fish. Throwing a dead fish in somebody's car so yeah. make it stink. Yeah, like, the fish gets enhanced in the next movie. I won't <laughs> say how. Enhanced fish. Yeah, but that, that they're, joke they're gets... Mutants yeah. <laughs> that joke gets stretched a bit, you know, but, um, Alright, so let's see. Uh, Washaba, Minnesota here, retirees Max Goldman and John Gutherson feuding next door neighbors. Living alone, they spend their time ice fishing, trading insults, and pulling cruel practical jokes on each other. I never knew ice fishing could involve a little mobile house. Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta keep yourself sheltered from the winds. I don't know. Whenever I'd seen ice fishing on, like, TV yeah. before, it was yeah. just people crowded around a hole outside. Yeah. So I'm just like, wait, you could have a little porta potty sized house? Well, yeah. maybe a little bigger than that. Yeah, I mean... Didn't they have a TV? Yeah, he had a little TV, a little comfort to home, and actually looked like he had <laughs> pretty comfortable chairs, too. What I don't get is why do you keep leaving a stupid pole alone? It's like, you know the, there's going to be a fish that's going to drag it in. Oh, which, yeah, the, the, lucky, uh, the lucky pole that he had. With the duck on yeah. the end? <laughs> yeah, I forgot what he called it, but yeah, you're right, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're pulling jokes on each other here. The rivalry irritates the friend Chuck, who's the who's the bait shop owner, and Max, uh, Max's son Jacob, who's running for mayor. Now, dodging attempts of the IRS, Agent Elliot Snyder here has tried to collect a serious debt from John. Uh, John supports his daughter Melanie when she sees that you know she's separating from her husband, who John never liked anyway. And, uh, her daughter, played by Daryl Hannah, and, and Daryl Hannah, who I just, like, I just immediately pictured that this was her on her way to see Pai May. <laughs> you know, her, just to see. Before she lost the eye. Yeah, right, you know, just, just to see just before that. <laughs> She's on her way to see Pai May, or old fool, like, maybe that's why she poisoned the fish heads. Oh? Oh, because, <laughs> um. 
But she she never got fish tossed in her car. So. Yeah, maybe that's why she poisoned the fish. Like, you're sick of the rivalry, too. Uh, so, so, John and Max find themselves attracted to Ariel Truex, my weird favorite mermaid at this point, <laughs> free-spirited English professor who moves across the street to an old abandoned house, and Chuck has Thanksgiving dinner with Ariel, prompting John and Max to compete for her affection. And this one, it's... It's funny when you see her, like, you know, Ariel's played by Anne Margaret, and a similar one, you know, she was in Viva Las Vegas with El- with Elvis. I don't remember much about it. Yeah, I well... You it, but... Yeah. You know, that one, and it's just kind of like a similar free-spirited style to me, and I wish Jocelyn was on this just to maybe enhance a little bit here, maybe, like, I... But again, it seems like she comes in and she's being excessively cartoonishly wacky, like, oh, she just walks into his... Which, I can't remember who was who. John Gustafson was uh, was Jack Lemmon. Okay, she just walks in Gus's house and is like, oh, I stole your mail to find out more about who you are. Yeah. 1.30 in the morning, can I use your bathroom? Yeah, it just seemed a bit, uh, try-hard. Yeah. Um, it made me think of that Dharma Greg joke from Family Guy. Look, I'm standing on the couch. Or... You can't do that. <sighs> well, would you try it? Wow, you really get a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. And then I figured, oh God, is this going to be something like she comes in and her wackiness make them to learn a life lesson and then she goes away? I don't know. Well, they kind of set it up a little differently. I mean, but it plays yeah. out a little. It plays out differently. Than, yeah. that's just my initial impression. When yeah, she shows up like, okay, uh, yeah, I think you should be more upset that she's just in your house doing stuff. Yeah, or like later it on, does that. She, yeah, later on when she's making dinner for them, like, yeah, yeah, like the already gets caught with the IRS, but the um. And, uh, you know, they compete with the affections, um, you know, when they find about the IRS debt, uh, Max discovers what's going on, and, uh, John spends time with Ariel, revealing that he and Max used to be great childhood friends. Well, uh, Gus is, yeah, uh, maybe not a running joke, but kind of a plot thing is that Gus, there's this IRS guy trying to... Yeah. Collect payment or repossess his house or something for taxes. So whatever yeah. he shows up, Gus tries to go out the window. Yeah, goes out the top window with a slant, and it's already like it's really well established that it's an extremely snowy area. Oh God, yeah. You know, it's like Minnesota. Yeah, it's in the it's in Minnesota, in stereotypical Minnesota. And there's you even see the news forecast about how yeah. snowy it is. Which the guy really looked like, he looked like Gru from, uh, Spickle Me. <laughs> oh, the one in the, the... The the meteorologist? Yeah. He immediately just looked like, I'm like, how the hell is this even a thing? You know? Oh, yeah, your whole problem with, hey, here's me, here's the reporter standing in the... Oh, yeah, that pisses me off. <laughs> that pisses me off in general. Like, you know, you have a meteorologist sitting outside or standing in the snow saying, it's really dangerous, don't go outside. We know. <laughs> no, look like green screen. Yeah, we know. We know that's really super dangerous. It's like, you know, you're a meteorologist on TV. We trust you. 
And, like, the day and age now, I can understand, like, where it is because people were doing that in order to, like, they do the stuff nobody wants to to eventually get the anchor chair. Mm. I guess that's I guess that's the establishment of it, but it's like with the day and age of technology, you don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. If you're in front of a green screen and going, hey, yeah, look, you see this from this camera? It's dangerous out. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, I remember one, there was a guy who uh, was on a local news station. Snow was falling so much, it went through the roof of the news station. Uh, you, you hear it off screen, you hear it, and just the meteorologist goes, yeah, snow just came through the roof, the roof is caving in, <laughs> we need to go, don't go outside. And I'm like, okay, like, that, that says it all. None of that, none of that bullshit, you know? Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we have that IRS plot, which is kind of interesting, but it doesn't really get totally explained, you know, until, until it's kind of too late. Oh, yeah, then yeah. then you find out about why he's in so much debt. Yeah. You know, he wasn't really, you know, uh, there's a lot of penalties and a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of issues here. Um, but the funny thing with John Gustafson, how he keeps such an eye on detail, you know, he can't really focus too much on a lot of things, but he also remembers the last day he had sex. <laughs> which I'm thinking about. The exact about, date. Yeah. When was the last time you made love? October 4th, 1978. Well, his wife died, so... Yeah. Right, yeah. It was around then. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's been... Yeah, it's true, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's... The, the, that's... We later find out that's what started the rivalry, is they both like the same girl, but uh, Gus married her. Yeah. Yeah, and he <laughs> had to have another... You know, he found another wife, and he was happy. You know, Walter Matthau's character was happy with the wife that he had, but he can't wait around for another woman because it's almost his time's running out. Wait, he had a wife? Yeah, he had a he had an he eventually ended up marrying a good woman. Oh, it's a little confusing. Yeah. But he can't wait around for another one. You know, because they both died early. Um but his first time he's had sex is nineteen seventy eight, but he even mentions it to Max's son uh, out of the blue, out of nowhere. I haven't had sex in 15 years. You know, you're the, the actor who's playing uh, the eventual mayor, you know, you're just looking kind of like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> you know, um, did, did you just... Thanks. I didn't want to know that. Like, like, there's a series of emotions in like five seconds, totally nonverbal. It's great. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Max is jealous because, you know, they, uh, he was dating Ariel for a little while, um, and he's jealous and he drives John Sh uh, Shanty into thin ice, which is a fucking weird ass scene out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, he's mad because I think he found out that they had sex. Yeah. And I, uh, there's a conflict prior to that about them being too scared to approach her and so yeah. when they see Chuck go up to her uh, who, who claimed he was going to the VF VSW the VFW for yeah. Thanksgiving yeah and then they see him get out of his car go into her house they, they're they like oh no we're too late yeah and I think that's what gets them kind of going to try to pursue her yeah oh and Chuck died yeah, Chuck dies. And when, and, uh, yeah. I was just kind of hoping it would take a weird sharp 
urn, where it turns out they think she might have murdered him. Right. But no, nothing like that. I don't, see, I never, I didn't, I went into this blind, so. Yeah. Because I wanted to kind of be like, you know, say stuff like that. Yeah, kind of good, kind of good that you did, because it did give me a lot of thoughts on this. You know, like where you look at them, like, oh yeah, and I, I've seen this, and I remember laughing with it, and yet there's a lot of nostalgia with this movie myself that I can remember almost feeling the carpet in my grandparents' house. You know, watching this on a TV that had doors on it. Oh, God. Yeah. I think the I'm guessing the thing with Chuck dying was to kind of also motivate them, like. You don't know how much time you have left. I think that was it as well, because when they have that sea shanty fight and they're going back and forth and sea you kind shanty of... fight? Yeah, well, yeah, with the, when uh, Max puts the truck in the, up to the sea shanty and he pulls in the thin ice. Oh, you're yeah. saying shanty, like shanty house. When you say sea shanty, I picture, like, pirate songs. <laughs> yeah, when they have the that... shack. Yeah. Yeah, when they have that sh- when they have that fight after, and you kind of you reveal so they start punching each other. Yeah, and their rivalry, and you know where they where you almost stab them with a frozen fish. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I'm just thinking, oh my god, you're pushing his little shack into thin ice. This is attempted murder, right? Dude, yeah. and everybody sees it, and, and nobody. Yeah. Nobody calls it what it is. Yeah, the funny thing is, is with that whole this whole thing, it's like everybody sees it, everybody knows about this rivalry, and even the scene like when they're at the pharmacy earlier on, and like they've got to one up each other, yeah. you know, with about symptoms. He's like, "Oh yeah, I've got a really bad rash." Well, he's like, "Well, I've got to like, I've got something that'll make it look like you just have little warts." So they they've got to outdo each other. Yeah. You know, like it, Rivalry. Yeah, but you think about it, like, everything's got to be a rivalry here. Yeah. Everything has got to be something. And, you know, where, let's see, the, uh, you know, so... Are we at the part where uh, Max makes, uh, uh, I'm just going to call him Gus. Max makes Gus feel bad about, uh... Taking the girl that he likes? Yeah, so, I mean, you're right there. So he confronts her, the sauce of the animosity is revealed. Max resents John for marrying his high school sweetheart. John explains that she was unfaithful and Max was happier with the woman that he did marry. But Max reminds John that he'll have uh, nothing to offer Ariel once the IRS takes Tells. And also he says that that at least you had, I don't know what the, yeah. Gus is. First, John. Oh, Lucy had uh, Muriel, I think, or her name was, I think. Yeah, the yeah. the girl that they both liked from high school. Yeah. Um, he reminded. Well, at least you had I don't know twenty something years with her. Yeah, you had great years. You had good times, and you know. So he's like, and I, I don't. I'm running out of time. To, yeah. I guess have that. I'm so, running out of time. I can't. I don't have much time to do that again. Yeah, therefore, I was kind of confused about whether Max had a wife already, because, uh, it's, that argument works better if you didn't have a wife, and therefore, um, uh, John had already had his time to have that kind of thing, and then if Max never had the opportunity to have that, that would make his argument more, uh, solid. 
I want to say you're right, though, but I think it's better that it's a little bit flimsy because it shows that these two people could have buried the hatchet because it comes up later. Like, the kids are like, hey, can we can we talk to them and maybe let this die down or, like, call a truce for Christmas? Yeah, because uh, John's son has a crush on... Um, on Max. Max's but, daughter. Yeah. So they kind of have a similar... Oh, uh, actually, well, you got that backwards. It's Max's son that has a crush on John's daughter. Oh, well, yeah. like, it's that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Except yeah. she had already married a guy named Mike because yeah. um, the, the son didn't have the guts, I guess, to ask her out. So there's kind of a similar theme going on with them as there was with uh, with John and Max when yeah. they were younger. Now, you know, Daryl Hannah's character is um, uh, is Melanie Gustafson, John's daughter. She is married to a guy, Mike, who is played by Christopher McDonald. And Christopher McDonald is really, really good at being the asshole. <laughs> and you know, he played the uh, he played the asshole in uh, uh, Adam Sandler's movie Billy Madison. He didn't do a and, whole lot yeah, in this movie. Though. Yeah, no, no, but he only needed one scene. Like immediately see him, you're like, yeah, he's a dickhead. Like just just right away. I'm sorry, not Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, where he played a uh, shooter McGavin. Um, and that you know immediately every time you see him, you know he's gonna be a jerk that has a little bit of money. I mean, and, it didn't seem like much of a jerk to yeah, me. It, it it seemed more like oh he sees um. The son come and try to want to kiss her or something yeah. with the broccoli instead with the broccoli because they didn't have a mess of toe. <laughs> so it seemed like um, Mike kind of wanting to shoo him away um, yeah. was you know yeah. legitimately kind of like here's this guy trying to crowd in on, on our relationship. Right, and also I think he um, you're right you're right, but I think it just it was implied too that you know they had a conversation. With uh, John and Melanie had a conversation earlier about him being tied up and, you know, where... Um, Mike, they were having a separation, but yeah. Mike came to her and said he'd worked his shit out. Yeah, but it is it already implies that he's not a great guy. And then you see Christopher McDonald, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's an asshole. This guy's an asshole here, really. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, where you have the... So John uh, feels really bad for Max, and he uh, ends his relationship with Ariel. Uh, it, it reminds me of the whole, the whole. I don't need you, go away. Yeah, suffer on right. the highway. I need you. This is terrible. Is he on Ariel? Warn Ariel then warns John that he'll regret the risk he did not take in his life. That's like uh, the central theme of this, right? Yeah, which I think that's why it it, it resonated so much. Because, I mean, this, on the time we're going to release this, it's the 30th anniversary of this movie. And I think why it resonates so much is because it's a central theme of humanity. Yeah. That, you know, we all don't want to have regrets in life. You know, like, I have a family member who, I won't say who, because he does listen to the show, um, but he always wanted to go to Italy, uh. and always wanted to do that, and then when, you know, we went to Italy on our honeymoon, he's like, oh, I should really do that, 
And now he has medical problems and he can't do that long flight and he has to deal with the fact that it never happened. Mm-hmm. Or it's never gonna happen. You know, so it's like, it resonates there because when you do get to that stage in life, you know, with, you know, getting the girl or other stuff or financial stuff or anything else that you want to be said, you don't want to look back and go, damn, I should have done that. You know, when I had the chance. Yeah. You know, it resonated with me, too. Um, so Jacob is elected mayor, and Max uh, continues... Oh, that's his son's name. Yeah. Uh, Max uh, continues courting Ariel, and on Christmas, Melanie comes to visit. John is upset uh, and learns that she had reconciled with Mike. Oh, well, uh, Jacob came to... Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if anyone's being a jerk, it's not so much... Mike, yeah. but it's uh, shit, I keep confusing. John, I'm really tired. Yeah. And no, it's okay. I got it. Yeah, John Gustafson. John just went yeah. off on him, kind of yeah. unprovoked. I think it was also bottled up a whole bunch of stuff because it's seen before that. You know, he's trying to get out of his car. He sees you know Max with the girl. He's like, yeah, we kind of had a good thing going for a little while. Which, by the way, there was a really funny thing earlier where they're talking about. He's like, I haven't been with a woman in so long. He's like, well, when's the last time you had sex? October 4th, 1978. I think we're safe. <laughs> no, because everyone knows that old guys can still get people pregnant. Yeah, uh, the older ladies can't know. Yeah, true, true. But I think it was still, it was a, 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 what we know now that's not funny. But at that time, like, okay, that's kind of a funny joke. You know, and is there a manopause? I guess so. At some point, it doesn't all work I know I've, is I've heard about old guys getting ladies pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want a oh my god, that's that's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Just the, the YouTube reading of comments where pregnant is misspelled, yeah. like Fagonte yeah. and yeah. Greg Nan <laughs> Bergen. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it, but, uh, it's true, Audis. It really does. It makes her almost like fall over. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, not on my knees, but I, yeah, I, you're like my on face the hurts. side. You're like, I don't know. My face hurts know. from laughing. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. oh, we, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Use a condom even if you're old. Yeah. But uh, yeah. sex. Uh, I think. Uh, I forget who. Oh, uh, John, I feel like he wanted to set up his daughter with Jacob. Yeah, yeah, at least to do something. I mean, there's funny... Despite, you know... Yeah. Um, that would bring their two rivalry Yeah. things But it's put up, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah, except they're not stupid kids who killed themselves. Right, yeah, like but it's sort of like that, yeah. okay, the two houses that hate each other and Except the houses are just yeah. like one guy. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. You gotta kinda wonder what the two wives are doing. Like they're just kinda looking like these two at it again. But uh, there's no wives in the picture anymore. Yeah, but what they did before that, you know oh. what they did, they're like like why why are you here? You know, why are you here with that? Um and so I think they they just like Pranking each other. Yeah. Like, when the lottery's on and, uh, <laughs> uh, John 
<laughs> Max does it, yeah. Yeah, John, <laughs> Max is trying to watch the lottery number results, and then... Oh, you reversed it again, then. Yeah. Damn it! That's no, okay, yeah. Jo- G- yeah. Gus is, I mean, John is watching the lottery numbers, yeah. and then Max is, it shows that they're neighbors, you know, and he, he uses the remote for yeah. the... To switch the channel. How would that work? Did he steal his, get into his house, steal his I remote? I think that was because it was the time you had the cable boxes started to rise up. Or does it respond to, like, any remote of the I same think it's, Yeah, I think that was it. Because I used to do that when I was a kid. I used my... I had a cable box in my room, and then uh, my parents had one there in the living room. So I used to uh, angle it correctly, um, and used to angle it right. I put a mirror in the on the front porch <laughs> that joined there, and I used to change the channels sitting in my bed. Oh, God. You know, for that, they're like, why does the channel keep flipping? My dad would flip out. Ah, uh, you, know, you so. done that to me sometimes, using your smartphone on the smart TV. <laughs> yes, I did. I forgot about that. Your butt. <laughs> I've done that, yeah. Um, I've done that. So I, mean, I thought I, yeah. What I thought was going to happen here, perhaps, yeah. is... Oh, he's got all the numbers. He's just waiting for that last number, and then bam, the channel changes, and he never figures out if he won that millions of dollars. Yeah, I. Would, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think it went that far. It was more like, "What the hell's going on?" March yeah. over, yell at him. Yeah, <laughs> when they turn, they turn around. He's got the window open. He's like, "Yo, let's stick your head and apologize." And John's like, yeah. shows, like sprays the hose right at him. Oh, that was good retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause Jacob doesn't see why they're yeah. fighting. Yeah, no one really does. You know, no one really knows. Really, I mean, at, at this point, you I kind of think the the John and Max are kind of having fun with each other. Yeah, by being jerks, well, calling yeah, each other names. Yeah, like the first thing you hear in the movie, you hear like him, moron and yeah, yeah, like, like good morning, dickhead, good morning, <laughs> idiot, like you know, like. <laughs> You're right. I think they like they're just the the grumpy old men that just really like ribbing each other. Yeah. <laughs> they're really just like ribbing each other and it's like they're you know, in a way it's like their longest friendship. You're you were friends all along, just real it's yeah. like the whole hey, there's a kid in love with the girl next door, but he hasn't realized it yet, except for old guys and friendship. Right, yeah. Until yeah. later on when, when at the hospital scene, we'll yeah. talk about that. Right, yeah, when we get to that, like, that's where the, that's my, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. The, the first, uh, I, I like how, uh, Gus puts it in, I think it's Christmas Eve. Yep. It, that's when he sees Max, he p- puts the idea in his head that she might not like him because he's, he's been kind of friend zoned. Right. Yeah. But yeah. He, that she might not like him purely on his own merits and just as kind of a fallback. Yeah. Rebound. Yeah. Thing. And I guess he lets him know that he gave her up for him. Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, well, they're at the bar, they're at Slippery's, you know. Oh, yeah, and you yeah. can tell that Max suddenly seems really insecure about that now. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking like, what the hell? What What? do you mean? What, seriously? No, she like, she loves me. She loves me. And, uh, you know, where they, um, 
they're, they're leaving Slippery's, which actually is interesting. That's the one of the only places that's actually in Wabasho, Minnesota. Oh, that's a real place? It's a real place that they, they advertised. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, I, but they're trying to get but to get them to reconcile, and, uh, you know, at least for the dispute, the kids are trying to get there. So Max um, follows John out in the snow, but John had suffered a heart attack. And, you know, a good line there, he looks up, you know, Hi, John, John, oh my God, John, Gustafson, Gustafson, are you dying? I don't want to die looking at your ugly face. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> but but then Max runs into the nearest house shouting that they yeah. need to call 911 and help yeah. him. Again, like a little bit out of time, you know, I think looking at it today, people are like, oh my God, I hope he had a cell phone or like, a consumer cellular phone or something, you're like, no, they don't have that. That happens. That I, happen- I don't think it makes a difference to the story, because yeah. if he'd had a s- smartphone, I don't think in the middle of a heart attack, John would necessarily be able to make the call. No, Max, if he had one or exactly. something. Yeah. I, he, yeah. I mean, it's more traumatic yeah. if he runs into somebody's Christmas party and yeah. yells for help, Yeah, but he and- still could have got in yeah. contact, saved and, John. Yeah, and I did some research on it. This is just before Life Alert as well. Uh. So, I mean, nobody would have any of that, too. And um, at the hospital, Max checks in the, and uh, is trying to figure out. He's like, oh, where's John Gustafson's room? I want to see John Gustafson. The nurse says, are yeah. you friend or family? Yeah. And, and he just... Pauses for yeah. such a long time. And this this is my favorite scene because of Walter Matthau's acting without even saying a word. Like he's really thinking about it. Yeah, like wait, you know, look, look. a little too long because it's like, yeah. come on. Uh, I'm his friends, but it just that that contemplation where he's looking and realizes, like, oh yeah, I guess we are friends. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, this is the longest friend I ever had, and I hate him. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, doing things like, you know, backing up with one of the pranks, like with uh, John putting, like, Max saying to John that, you know, he, he never catches any fish. He's probably just lying. Oh, he says and, that. He yeah. puts throws back the ones he's not going to yeah, eat. Yeah, I only take the ones that I eat. And, you know? and Max thinks that's just an excuse for being a crap fisherman. Yeah, but you just suck. You just suck in general. Max had a whole bunch of them on yeah. a string. Yeah, and then he just, uh, he throws, but uh, uh, John throws a fish in the back of Max's truck. Yeah, at the beginning, setting yeah. up the whole fish exchange yeah, thing. Yeah, which, which is a really weird thing. He's like, oh, pew, oh, pew. What's that stink? Yeah, I have never heard anybody say pew except in a cartoon. Pew, like, Pimento it... University? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, or oh, a yeah. joke about stinky church scenes? Yeah. I have never heard anybody actually say it and accept this move, but never in real life either. Uh, you know, so do that. And, um, but yeah, he eventually finds there's a dead fish rotting and down near the sea. Yeah. Down to the, the bottom of the car. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right, right, yeah. And, and that just as John drives by and laughs at him. <laughs> Gosh, I'm <shan. laughs> uh, That's pretty good. So, and they're at the hospital, uh, he tells Ariel what's going on and, uh, reconciles with John as he recovers. Although Ari- we don't know he's recovered yet. Yeah. 
Well, Ariel is, you know, there to try to, like, now she understands and now they're talking. That, uh, yeah. he, he was just kind of trying to push her away for the sake of Max. Yeah. And, uh, Max tried... Although, uh, I mean, you know, I would think she might be a little annoyed not being kind of... Not talked to? Yeah, or just yeah. being allowed to make her own decision. Right, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she has that free, you're right, she has that free-spiritedness. At least compared, not a trophy to be passed around. But yeah, but she has that free-spiritedness as compared to the rest of the town, you know, like where she has... Oh, like when it, she goes, when she's in that weird yeah, which, when, shed shack yeah. thing, I assume she turned it into a sauna, and then yeah. she runs out in a bathing suit and rolls around in the snow. Yeah, yeah, but everybody in town's talking about her. And this is set up as a town that is somewhat on the conservative side. I guess. Yeah. It's not full of, you know, it's just regular people. Yeah. They're not particularly stuffy. They're just yeah. not eccentric. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. Although I would say John and Max are kind of eccentric playing their uh, their juvenile pranks on each other. Yeah, and, True. Yeah, uh, yeah. John tried to escape the IRS through an open window. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about... That whole, you can't earn the money thing. Yeah, I actually was about to get to it. Because I remember after the hospital scene, isn't the hospital scene the, after that the people at the church? No, not yet. It's, it's getting there, but, you know, we're just, you know Max is, is going toe-to-toe with the IRS agent to try to, like, help settle his debts. All I remember is they, the church scene, they set it up to look like a funeral. But yeah. then it's a wedding. That I remember. I remember watching it, and you got to think, like listeners, this is like a monoculture type of a movie that it couldn't have been played. And I saw it, and I'm like, I kind of forgot about it. But then I remembered it, but I because I remembered the bloopers later, <laughs> and you know, I'm like, okay, I remember this, and um, but I remember. That and thinking, oh, this is a bait and switch. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, they're setting it off, yeah. setting it up to make it look like yeah. uh, uh, John died. So yeah. that's why I thought it fought in my fuzzy memory because we watched this on Friday. Right. I, I thought it came right after the hospital, so it would make you think that he died. Yeah. Because there's you know people milling around outside a church wearing like heavy black coats. And and even the kids. There's are lady like, crying. Yeah, yeah. As she walks in, and then I'm like thinking, this is probably a bait and switch. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it turns out to be a wedding. Maybe it turns out to be the 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 uh, you know the old guy. Max. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It, it's John. John's dad. Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe it's him. Maybe yeah. he's dead. But, yeah. Yeah, it is a bait and switch. Yeah, that you found that. But when they're looking about it, because what I thought it was is because they're explaining about the deads. He owns thirteen. He owes thirteen thousand dollars. And then Max yeah. says, "Oh, we can yeah. get, we can get the money." Yeah, for but that. the penalties is over fifty thousand. Yeah, like fifty-seven thousand. Yeah, so yeah. while he was on pension benefits, his wife had a part-time job, and he didn't know he didn't count that, and the IRS is like, yeah, yeah. No, so, he couldn't have gotten all those benefits. Yeah. But there's a, you know, there's a good sees like, you know, using his son, you know, he 
using his son as who's now the mayor. You know, he puts a 30-day seize on doing anything with the house. Oh, yeah, after barricade. Yeah. Is bar- it Max that barricades the door? Yeah. With wood? Yeah. You can't be like, how's that going to stop me? But then all of a sudden also puts the... dead fish in yeah. the IRS car. Yeah. <laughs> Which, seeing Walter Matthau do that in general, because it's like, I thought about this. He learned from yeah. his frenemy yeah. this trick. Yeah, but you know what actually makes me think of him like more of a cartoon? <laughs> He's got burnt eyebrows. <laughs> oh. You know, where I looked at it, it was like, I see this, it's like Bert and Ernie got old. Oh, God. You know, where they see that, and like, it gives me a thing on fantasy casting, because I've kept very quiet on one that I think would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, want, I would want to see that, so, you know, when they throw the fish in the car, and he buries the agent in snow. Oh, yeah, that was another <laughs> yeah. trick. I forget which one was trying to pull it on which. Something about firing a hose at a... Yeah. The... Well, they're gonna fire accumulated yeah. snow on yeah. the roof and timing it so it melts and slides right. off. Yeah, so you do that. You put warm water on the on the slant of the roof, so that way when the sun hits it at the right angle, it melts all the ice and the snow slides off. I don't. I have no idea how they were supposed to time that to the second. Yeah, because Jacob shows up and uh, Max is like, "Oh no, don't don't stand under it." Yeah. Without trying to say that it's going to happen. Yeah, but he buries the IRS agent. Like, you think he would have been arrested right then and there. Well, he couldn't have proven it wasn't just... Yeah, but you see them, like, you know, Ann-Margaret is looking and kind of like, I like that, because they cut back and Ann-Margaret's kind of laughing, and Walter Matthau's trying to, like, grab her arm. Yeah. I don't know if anybody caught that, but in 4K, you can look at it and go, okay, yeah, this is a gaffe right here. That they're trying to figure out. Um, but spring arrives. Um, there's a block on seizing the property. But, um, you know, John and Ariel get married. But, you know, it was one of the tip-offs as well that this might not be a funeral. Oh. The dad, played by Burgess Meredith. Oh, he shows like, up. Yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, so he's not dead. Yeah. Uh, John could still be dead. That's, I, I'm so confused, though. I, I thought... I don't know. I thought it followed the hospital scene. Yeah, sort of did, but I just you know you didn't see. I said after the seizure, you uh, the the, the temporary temporary uh, trying to seize the property. Oh. You know, I think there was a little bit of funeral, a uh, little bit of a um, not funeral, a little bit of um hospital scene with uh, Ariel and uh, John. Oh, saying so, that they yeah somehow like they got the fees waived or yeah. Well, yeah, they got the fees waived, and then, you know, where they have find that is, um, as a wedding gift, Max informs John that he and Jacob paid off his debt, so he keeps the house. Yeah. But Ariel is now married to John, and... They go off in their limo. Yeah, they go off in the limo, but they find there's a fish still in yeah, there. Yeah, they're like, what's that smell? Yeah. Oh, you! Yeah. <laughs> Max uh, is like, yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah, Max... <laughs> friends forever, dead fish friends. <laughs> Max leaves to find his own date as Jacob had officially divorced and, um... Uh, uh, Jacob no, uh, and divorced. officially divorced Melanie uh, begins a new romance with each other. Yeah, Jacob and Melanie. Yeah, and that one, I think that was kind of the lead off because I think 
if they push that, that was a studio gamble, because next week we're going to go into grumpier old men. Yeah. And grumpier old men, which the majority of people come back and reprise their roles. Yeah, that was another reason why I figured it could the, it couldn't be a funeral. Yeah. Because you knew, yeah. You, you, there's, I knew there was a sequel, and yeah. it probably wouldn't work without the two mains. Yeah, I like it, but like I think one of the things that's worth it is I always get annoyed with this trope of seeing bloopers at the end of the movies. Yeah. Especially in movies around this time, but this blooper reel is pretty damn funny. Mostly Burgess Meredith. Saying hilarious euphemisms for fucking. Yeah, looks like he's gonna take his salami to Baloney Town. Or, um, he's gonna put his hot dog in the bun. <laughs> it's a little eye-rolling, but at the same time, it's like, heh. <laughs> but so it's just like, you know, like, it's the, um, the... It's nice to have the creative freedom to let yeah. it ad-lib. Yeah, but there's there's a joke in South Park with the, they do the re the redo of um Cartman having a, a saddle in his butt. <laughs> the, the first uh, episode. Yeah, well they do the redo of it, and then it was something about it that um you know they kept doing that, and he kept sticking a finger in his butt, and then Chef's like, "Come on, stop being funny five minutes ago." And they do it <laughs> twice more, and it's like. Yeah, they do it twice more. They go, okay, like, you know, okay, now it's funny again. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, it makes me think of TV tropes, yeah. um, overly long gag or yeah. crossing the line twice. Yeah, right, yeah. Where it gets so offensive that yeah. it's funny again. Yeah, it just keeps going. It kept, like, it kept rolling, it kept rolling, but at the very end of it where you have, like, they're doing the scene and you see Walter Matthau supposedly watching it and Jack Lemon walks in right next to him and goes, who left? Oh, that was a good one. Where he's <laughs> in the church watching the limo go away. Yeah. <laughs> and Walter Matthau just losing it. Like, just absolutely losing it. Like, what the hell happens? <laughs> like, Fun surprise. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, like that. I remembered watching that later on. And I think what happened was my grandfather distracted me. Oh. With something to get, so I didn't notice what Burgess Meredith was saying. <laughs> oh, you know, with all the other stuff. So, well, you already heard him use his euphemisms throughout the movie. Yeah, but I mean, I was you know thirty thirty years ago, I probably just didn't quite get it. Oh, you know, so like then you know, a hot dog in a bun. Come on. Yeah, like, but I think as the bloopers are playing, I remember that last one, and I remember. Seeing Walter Matthau laugh and seeing his teeth, I'm like, okay, I get this. I get where they're going. <laughs> but that reaches the end of the movie. And yeah, re yeah remember, uh, we have movietheatertimemachine.com. Uh, more to it. And, you know, as we go on through this year, we're going to kind of retool the format of the show just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we don't have the 4041 media ad anymore. Oh. Um, and just ways that we do things, but also we are all going to push a little bit more. Um, but this does lead us to fantasy casting. Okay. Yeah. Um, now picture and going fishing. Yeah, but you had a good one, though. Uh, Cartman? Oh, what if they were Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh... 
they're kind of like fr- they're frenemies, you know. Right, Butthead's yeah. pretty abusive towards Beavis, but they're also friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, you scored. Yeah. You scored. It's gonna be the greatest thing in my life. So. It was that check across the street? Max would be Beavis, I guess, because Butthead would be more. He's more dominant. He's the yeah, more dominant yeah, of the, yeah. the bachelor male pack. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Although I could kind of see Beavis being John. I think you know where you know where it's like he would have the know-how to get away. You know, there's something. I thought and, Beavis was more of the clever. Yeah, relatively. Right, that's what I mean. You know, he would have the know-how to get away to crawl out and get around there. Ah, oh God, Mister Grandreason wants to give me homework. <laughs> you know, or something. Well, like, they'd be old Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Like, yeah. The new, se- the second revival yeah. season, ha- sometimes they it's have. genius. Because there was a movie that explains how they end up in the present day through a time travel thing. So some episodes are Beavis and Butthead are still teens who were dropped into this world by a time thing that yeah. is never talked about again. Yeah. And then some episodes are, what if Beavis and Butthead had, you know, stayed and aged yeah. um, normally. So you have old Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. It would be them, except they are oh, they are gross. Yeah. I think older Beavis and Butthead, what gets me is they're supposed to be in their 40s. Oh, that's a hard, yeah, hard 40. Yeah, I realize there's like when Beavis and Butthead first came about, they're it's like realizing now, like, I am the canonical age of Homer. Uh, you know, like, you realize well, you're like, you know, canon doesn't mean shit in the Yeah. Seasons. Right, but it's like they're eventually going to age him up, so like, I was the canonical age of Bart oh, for a little while, and now I'm the age of Homer. I'm like, ugh. But I had a I diff- Homer was like thirty five. He was thirty five, and then I aged him up to thirty nine. Just don't talk about the timeline, yeah. Simpsons. Like, yeah. if you talk about the timeline, then you end up with weird shit, like uh, suddenly dumping young Homer in the nineties. Yeah, where he likes hip hop. Yeah, that was really disturbing. Like. No, it's yeah. it's some kind of vague 70s period. Don't talk about it. Right, yeah. Don't make us feel super old. Yeah, you want you want Barney to still have a decade of detention. Right? Not yeah, not in Oh, yeah. okay. I forgot. So, and yeah. not be into weird animatronic yeah. Chuck E. Cheese knockoffs yeah. and make them play hip hop. Yeah, I see that. I, I like the Beavis and Butthead one. Oh. A lot, you know, I see that. Oh, as a fantasy yeah, cast. Yeah, fantasy casting. I like that. You know, they're like, you know, but like where he calls him putts, like you'd easily call him butt munch. Yes. Morning, butt munch. Morning, dickhead. Except they would not end up with any, they would yeah. not end up with Ariel. Yeah, because they're, 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 they're both just like, who's the chick across losers. the street? I don't know. Uh, yeah, she moved in in Stewart's old house. Uh, yeah, I guess they would just end up lonely old men living in the same house yeah. at the end, having learned nothing. Right. And maybe Beavis, uh, maybe Butthead just punches Beavis. Yeah. Right. You have never scored. <laughs> uh, I have, I have one that... Unless it's one of those endings where yeah. Beavis and Butthead get crushed and yeah. die. Right. That, that's All happened right. a couple times. Yeah, I have one for fantasy casting that 
if it was an older movie. Oh. Uh. You know, and you have Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. Ooh. And so with the two of them and Jimmy Stewart is Walter Matha. Just to hear him say, good morning, Jackhead. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, it's a little harder to visualize. Yeah, but. but where you have the two of them going at it because they always add a little bit of a rivalry. Didn't you ask someone in an interview about that and they were like, what are you talking about? No, I didn't. No. Oh, I no. no, but there wasn't really like a big drawn out rivalry itself. Like they just never really crossed each other. But it was cinematically. They were competing in the same yeah. job. Yeah, well, it's like certain roles would have been better or others, and you know, like it always irritated Cary Grant that Walter Math. Oh, sorry, that uh, Jimmy Stewart got more rewards than him. Mm. Well, it should have been him. It should have been that. That's my fantasy casting for that. Well, what would they do? Um, hey, instead of trying to shove him in the ice, how about some elderberry wine? Mm. I think there would be a uh, great bit from, you know, like when they did the Philadelphia story, where the two of them had a little bit of a rivalry. That was like one of the only times, as I understand, they were both on camera together. Oh, you mean that movie that was so boring? We yeah, crapped out that we crapped out and, and like, just changed it, yeah. Like, yeah, we're doing a different movie. Yeah, but there was like Jimmy Stewart's thing, like, that's just the voice of Doom. You know, which is still one of the, out of context, is one of my favorite Jimmy Stewart lines. In general, I think it would just be a, it would it would just be funny to see those two in those in these roles, mm. you know, and just to do that, especially Jimmy Stewart older, who could kind of you know, you know maybe he would Rear be the window, yeah, right, yeah, he would play good with the Jack Lemon style role, and I mean you know Walter Matthau could be a pretty good um, Cary Grant. Yes, I just, yeah. I can't necessarily separate um, John and Max's characters. They very, not, I don't know if anything really distinguished them. That's why I think it worked, too. Uh, there are rivalries, but they were so similar. That's why yeah. I, I wanted to say South Park, but that's more of a comparison of relationship rather mm. than, I guess, if you would need two Cartmans. Right, yeah. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're I'm right, though. I'm thinking Spy yeah. versus Spy, but I don't yeah. know enough about that to make any good jokes. Yeah, Spy versus Spy to me, I only saw the shorts on Mad TV for that. Um, but I think the... Two uh, equally yeah. grumpy old men. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a fun it's a fun movie. and I mean, for me, it was a really fun one to watch again. Um, I think grumpy Earl men, I think, as I remember, and I mean, not I don't want to know too much of the plot, so I can... No, 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 I won't, I won't, but, you know, but what I remember is I remember some of the stuff is enhanced a lot more, you know, is it enhanced, (laughs) Enhanced yeah, yeah, they take the jokes a little further than I remember, um, which is definitely different, but I think when we get... traps? Yeah, but, like, when we... I think so. Oh, God. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, it's I'm been... I'm not sure where the plot can go if they yeah. kind of made up. Unless yeah. they encountered someone worse and te- joined forces. But we, I, I remember I remember laughing a lot with it. Um, but, you know, it is going to... Because we are going to explore those, uh, you know, this one... Uh, Grumpy Old Men and both uh, both the odd couple stories. 
that they did. So I mean, you know what else I thought of? Yeah, the old the the father, um, you know, Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith, yeah. Uh, I just kept thinking of that episode of Pete and Pete with Rolling Stone, <laughs> except that except that dad, grandpa, whatever, wasn't you know, yeah, pervert talking about yeah. sex. All yeah. the time. And now he wants to bang everybody. Like, it, it wasn't was, like that, but he did cause a division between the brothers, Pete and Pete. That's true. When they were fighting yeah. over the, they were fighting over the bowling ball. So now Aunt Margaret is a bowling ball with a red wig, <laughs> and the Pete brothers are Max and John. Except even worse, because they have to share the same house, and yeah. they'll have a staring contest instead of throwing dead fish at each other yeah. because <laughs> they stare so much they start seeing their heads as fish. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, so I get, but they don't get to keep the bowling ball no. again. Unless, um, one of the peeps ends up marrying the bowling ball with the wig. No, but what, what if it ended uh, up that the that the that the um the dad the Burgess Meredith role ends up being already strongest man in the world. No, he would be the dad from that episode, the grandpa from that episode. All right, okay. They both okay. have the white hair and yeah. black glasses. And yeah, which, uh, yeah. Like, super old and... Yeah, Bridges, uh, I think, uh, uh, John Bridges, I think his name was, yeah. I don't know, I just remember yeah. him calling, uh, Don Wrigley Spunky. Spunky. Treating him like a kid. Yeah, my name's not Spunky, my name... Is my, na- my name is Dad! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be... Uh, but in the end, Pete and Pete, like in this movie, well, they learned to get along again. Although they weren't, I don't, they weren't rivals yeah. previously like that. Right, right, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were friends. Yeah. Like regular yeah. friends who are related. Are you just picturing damn. a bowling ball with a red wig? How would, yeah. the, how would Rolling Thunder Ariel roll down the street with all that? Luscious red hair. Well, I mean, she was riding around in the snowblower. Oh, so yeah, so the, 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 just the, the a, snowmobile machine. Just a yeah, snowmobile machine running around at <laughs> like one a.m. Just a bowling ball. It's haunted. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> um, and then later, the the Pete that doesn't get with the bowling ball <laughs> ends up meeting Christine Lacar. <laughs> Uh, oh, damn, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I'm just thinking of my rare bits of, like, Minnesota trivia that I know. Yeah. You know, like, one thing is, like, there's a hotel that was owned by the company I used to work for. Yeah. Uh, like, the big... You been to Minnesota? Yeah, Minneapolis. Oh. Yeah, in Minneapolis, but there was, uh, you know, the W... One there, um, but there was the the big claim to fame was that it used to be the the headquarters to the mafia, huh. and I'm thinking of like what a Minnesota mafia would look like. Yeah, I usually think New York yeah. or Chicago. Yeah, but like a crime boss was like you know the 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 head of the Minnesota mafia uh, was you're at just this thinking hotel. of Bobby Bobby's mom. Yeah, was that a Minnesota? I, oh yeah, don't you know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, it's still, it's, uh, it, 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 I don't know. 
I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> uh, but that yeah, that's my fantasy casting in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of interested in knowing you know more, kind of seeing what you think of the the next one. Um, and then we'll yeah. go back to the odd couple, which yeah. I still wonder why you didn't start with that. Yeah, because it's the it's going to make more sense in reverse. So just, just trust me on it. All I, right. You know, seeing that, but uh, we are going to go to the odd couple, which is the after Grumpy Old. Yeah, the but that movie <laughs> is the closest to the Neil Simon original play, um, which starts out a lot more freaked out. Like it's, it's the first couple of scenes kind of disturb me a bit. Um, and then one I've never seen is the sequel to Odd Couple, um, which is, uh, Odd Couple 2? Odd Couple 2, which is, uh, set in the late 90s where they haven't lived with each other in a while, but they need to take a road trip. Oh, a road trip movie? Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be real interesting, um, at least to see, because I've seen almost every version of Odd Couple. I love that story. Um, and what about Jer- the TV show in in the eighties? That revival thing. Yeah, I've seen it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I've seen that version too. Yeah, but I love that story in general. So I mean, it's still. But this is a salute to Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, um, which I'm hopefully going to get it up on the social media. I think Jack Lemmon's uh, tombstone is one of the funniest tombstones ever. Why? You know, it says Jack Lemmon in. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, I I basically, like it's an open credit to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, that one, yeah, basically does it for uh, Movie Theater Time Machine, uh, Grumpy Old Men. We'll see you all next week. With grumpier old men. <laughs> we'll see you next week. So, be good. Take care of yourself. But don't be too. Is it too, ang- too, too uh, angry men? <laughs> it's about a trial? Oh, God. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.